Hey, business building warrior. Welcome to the weekend update. If you're listening to this episode right when it came out, it's Saturday. And what we like to do on Saturdays is still work. A lot of us work six days and rest one. Hey, good enough for God, good enough for us. That's the way he created the whole universe, right? So we're working on a Saturday, sure, but why not take along a great update, a podcast episode that we've gone back and reviewed from maybe two weeks, six weeks, six months ago. We've got hundreds of great interviews. So what we do on the weekends is we go back, we find those great episodes that maybe slipped past your radar or some of those great insights and tips and strategies from some of the successful students and just kind of break it down into little easily digested nuggets for your weekend update. So that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to dive into that in just a moment after I make a couple of announcements. First, if you haven't got a free copy yet of the brand new, all new, our 11th update of the Silent Sales Machine book. This is the book that started this podcast. It started our community, the 73,000 members of our free Facebook group, our incredible events. It all started because I sat down about 20 years ago and wrote a book over a weekend. It was actually just a PDF report at the time. And it took off. And it started this incredible movement that is now thousands of business building warriors all over the world. It wasn't because of anything that I did. I was just making some observations and sharing what others had taught me. I kind of compiled the information into one place with the premise of, hey, you can use the internet to grow the business of your dreams. And here's the rules I'm kind of discovering. Here's some of the things you should avoid I was discovering. And there's a group of us. We just kind of compiled this information and kept learning new things. Well, I've updated it. And the 11th update is now available. All the stuff you should avoid, the legitimate opportunities that are available to you, the mindset that's required in order to tackle these opportunities, a lot of very specific strategic advice on using the internet to launch and grow the business of your dreams, multiple income streams, using the internet creatively. That's the book. So go to silentsalesmachine.com and you can see more about it. Or you can text the word free, that's F-R-E-E, to this phone number. It'll be in the show notes as well today. The phone number is 507-800-0090. Now, if you happen to live outside the United States or Canada, that might not work for you. So just email our support team. There's a link at silentgym.com and say, hey, I heard Jim make that free offer. Assuming the free offer is still around, which it will expire at some point. But now as we're launching the book, we wanted to give it away for free. That's a great opportunity for you. So there's that. And I also want to remind you, if you're new around here, this podcast is the supporting podcast for the leading Amazon seller training in the industry. I'm talking about the Proven Amazon course at provenamazoncourse.com. It's the longest running Amazon seller training in the industry with more success stories than any other, a bigger support team. There's about a hundred of us that support that course. All kinds of creative modules for every level of Amazon seller experience. You, If, if you know nothing about Amazon, you know nothing about e-commerce, we got you. If you've already got a 50,000, 100,000, a million dollar a month business, there's ideas in there I guarantee you have never been exposed to that could improve your business. So for $39 a month, RubenAmazonCourse.com gets you a library of content that grows with you. We believe in just in time education, which means right when you need it, we got that next thing that you need and it's in there. And then we've got our free Facebook group support community at silentgym.com that's there to help you as well if you want to check that out. So that's the introduction for this weekend update. Let's go find out what the team has put together for us today. Enjoy this episode. We'll have brand new episodes for you starting at the beginning of the week, so don't miss those. Hey, have a great weekend. God bless you, warrior. Let's jump into the content. So Hiba, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Jim. I really appreciate you having me here. It is an honor for me as well, my friend. It's good seeing you again. And let's jump into your story. I've never actually dove deep into it. Let's go. Yeah. So I am happily married. I have three kids. I have one coming on the way as well. And I I guess my story starts more so um, I graduated. By training, I am a pharmacist. I graduated in 2014. And graduating from pharmacy school, I ended up with a lot of loans. And I was working. I went straight into work. And we had, me and my husband got married. So after I graduated, we had kids fairly quickly. 
So one thing was that I knew I wanted to be home with the kids. I wanted to be a very active mom, but I just felt so stuck with work and trying to pay these loans. So I was always looking to make money on the side. Gotcha. So I heard about eBay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how long, how far back is this? Like when did you graduate from? Um, so I graduated in 2014 and okay. went to work uh, for a big retail chain store. Okay. And have been working there for quite some time. I don't work there anymore, but... Oh, you've um, left now. So are you full-time e-commerce now? I am full-time e-commerce, yeah. Fantastic. As of when? <laughs> so I left in 2021. I took a year off from maternity leave. Okay. And then I decided to just not go back and just pursue Amazon pretty much. Yeah. So during your maternity leave, it sounds like maternity leave is when you dove a little deeper into this world, it sounds like. Yeah. And here yeah. we are, March 2023, to give folks a timeline yeah. so they kind of understand. So we're still, we're about a year into this full-time mom slash entrepreneur slash e-commerce coming up on a year. Where yeah. are we at? Yeah. yeah. So doing this full-time, I'd say, so I'll get into it, but I have like two phases of my business. One, sure. the first phase, I think, started like 2020, 2021. Yeah. And then I would say since April 22, I started going harder with e-commerce. So since April, so about a year now, you're right, of full e-commerce and um, being at home with the kids. Love it. All right, keep the story going. Sorry to interrupt. I I like to give people a timeline. So no matter when they listen to this, they can kind of figure out the dates (laughs) and the times. No, thank you for that. So yeah, so I mean, I, I heard about eBay. You know, I saw a lot of YouTube videos, people making a ton of money and doing great on eBay. And I was like, you know what? This sounds great. Let me try this out. So at the same time, my sister, she loves to clean out her closet and she has these like luxury branded items, pristine condition. And she's like, you know, I'm going to donate these. Do you want them? And I'm like, no, 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 don't donate them. Let me see if I could try to sell it on eBay. And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, just take it off my hands. She'd give it to me for free. And she told me I didn't have to give her any profits. So I was like, okay, great. Win-win situation. I have free inventory I can stay around with. So I started listing these items on eBay and it was working. It's just, I hated making listings. Like with a passion, did not enjoy. I didn't like the last thing I wanted to do. I was working all the time. I had my daughter only at that, at that time. It was, um, you know, like 2015, 2016. And, um, it was just me, you know, I had my daughter, so I just, I was working all the time. So I didn't want to spend the time that I did have taking pictures and making up listings, but yeah. it was nice. I got the, the cha-ching that I made a, a sale. Yeah, the actual app sound, yeah. cha-ching yeah. that eBay makes, right? <laughs> I still get those and I still love them. I, I still love yeah. eBay, but that's where I, where I started as well, actually, but it's been mm-hmm. a, you know, much further back than your story. But yeah, that's interesting. So you started with eBay and you had a good source of free inventory from your sister who was going to take it to Goodwill, but gave it to you instead. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I still actually have some of that inventory. So, so I kind of dabbled in eBay. I didn't enjoy the listing part, but I think it brought up the idea of e-commerce. I kind of dabbled in other, like I did like an MLM for a little bit. I tried to see if I could do like a blog, but nothing really that expanded. So as I'm working in the pharmacy, I'm constantly looking for like, what are other ways that I can make money? And so 2020 comes around and COVID hits and I'm starting to get really burnt out. By this time, I have two kids and I have my third on the way. And in the pharmacy, it, we just got slammed. I lost my partner pharmacist. I was working with brand new technicians who needed to be trained. And we were just, it was just crazy. I'd come in early. I'd leave late. I was like 12 hours on my feet, no lunch breaks, like it was, and I was expecting, and it was just so stressful for me. And by the time I came home, like I'd have no energy for my kids who were just like toddlers, you know? So it was, um, it was pretty rough. And I knew like, this was not going to be sustainable for me. Um, in pharmacy, you have to work weekends, you have to work evenings. I often used to work till midnight some days. So it was really not conducive for a family situation. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about pharmacists? I mean, this is strange. I know Do you yeah. a little offshoot. <laughs> it seems like a, you know, potentially to most people, probably a minor part of the story, but I've just made the observation. I think that it's probably the most intense form of retail sales. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody has a story behind why they're there. Like if they're healthy, like if you, when you're not healthy, there's a story there. What's going on? I mean, people's lives yeah. are at a place where they don't want them to be. Otherwise, they, you know, that's what, that's what this medicines are for, right? To help them get back to normal. So you've got an intense customer who with... Mm-hmm at a high emotional state of their life, potentially. And it's like all these different ways it could go wrong. Like you put pill A in bottle B, like 
lawsuit time, right? Like you got, you've oh got to be accurate. 100% yeah. accuracy is the the low bar, right? <laughs> so yeah. like yeah. what, this is a strange question I know, but I have a great deal of respect for people who work in those high intense environments. Like what did you learn about human nature? What lessons did you take away? If anything, I know this is hitting you cold. We didn't talk about hitting you with this question, mm-hmm. but now that you've stepped away from it and you've kind of taken some of those lessons with you, is there anything that stands out to you about know, human nature or what skills have you brought over to e-commerce that, or maybe you're just relieved to step out of the chaos. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I always look at the pharmacists when I need them and I'm like, how do you guys do what you do? This is, seems intense. So that's a great question. I think I learned how to work under pressure. And I also learned like how to just be resilient and to be able to be flexible and work with the, I mean, you never know what's going to come at you at the pharmacy. You're on phone calls, you have customers yelling at you, you have, you know, technicians doing their thing in the background and you're just managing so much at once. And every day, like when I would go in with a purpose, I'd be like, okay, today, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be better. Every day I tried to be better and get better and get better. I hated it, but I had to give myself sense of purpose in order to get through my days. And um, so it gave me stamina for sure because I was working so long. I would come home so mentally fatigued. But I think for sure, like it, it taught me resilience. It taught me leadership. It taught me because I, I, like I told you, I had brand new technicians I had to train under high pressure circumstances with no other partner pharmacist. So the other pharmacists that would come in when I was gone, they would leave a mess for me the next day. And so it was just, it was completely nuts. Like COVID just was really, really like, I couldn't do it after that. Yeah. I got burnt out. It, it wrecked a lot of careers yeah. and, and just emotion, the emotional drain. I kind of think as a culture, maybe even arguably as a planet, we're still kind of recovering from like, wait, what just happened? Those three years, like, yeah. I feel like I just got beat up. Like, what just happened? So I yeah. love being part of a community. Like we are here to transition back to the point of this podcast, part of a community where people are kind of floating and rising out of that period mm-hmm. of of chaos that was the last three years or so and building beautiful stories. Yeah. So, you know, and I've always kind of had the opinion, like if if I see on some like if I'm hiring somebody and I see that they were successfully in the fast food retail arena, like that's a hard worker, assuming they could ha- they could handle it. Like say yeah. they did it for two or three years, right? Like that's a person you can rely on. Like they know how to work under pressure, dealing with difficult people. But I would put a pharmacist, which I don't know very many of them, and like another category slightly above that. The risks are a lot higher. The risks in fast yeah. food are someone's mad because you gave them a fish yeah. sandwich instead of a chicken sandwich. Like, all right, you do that in pharmacy and people are like, again, lawsuits and be missed, you know, taking the wrong treatment for yeah. wrong dosage. Like, there's a lot at stake. So yeah, congratulations on navigating <laughs> It had, what had to have been intense. So I, I love that we spent a little time on that. And I've got to imagine too, I know certainly this is true for me that as I transitioned out of, it wasn't nearly that intense, but it was a fairly intense career that I had a lot of pressures, a hundred things to do right every day kind of feel. I had such an appreciation to this day, 20 plus years later, I still wake up in the morning thanking God, I don't have to go back to that. I'm in oh, this God. now. <laughs> it's just so better and different. And uh, I can't wait for my feet to hit the floor now. It used to be like, really? It's Sunday night already? I don't want it to be Monday yet. Yeah. Yes, I had finally, the Monday. The numbers get bigger on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the same way. I hated going into work. <laughs> um, you did what you had to do. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do. You know, I don't want to beat up the career people, but yeah, I certainly have appreciation now. And it sounds like you do too. That's awesome. Yeah. So from there, I knew that with the third child coming, I didn't want to continue on this path of retail pharmacy. Pharmacy itself is great, but not retail pharmacy. So uh, it was around the summer timeframe where I started hearing more about Amazon and I started doing more research on it. And I was like Google, Google searching different, you know, like I saw the YouTube videos, all the, you know, ads and stuff. So I just started Googling it and trying to find like, you know, trainings and whatnot. And I was seeing stuff, $5,000, $10,000, you know, whatever, $1,000. <laughs> and that just seemed crazy to me. And I remember seeing, yeah, <laughs> and I remember seeing the pack course come up and it's like $29. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I thought that was a scam too, because I was right. like, why is it so cheap? Like, why are yeah. they charging only $29? So then I started looking up reviews and something like, you know, Jim Cochran is the real deal, right? Like it's, it's a great program. Definitely try it out. Those, those were the reviews and mostly they were all really good. And so 
I decided, okay, let me $29, even if it is a scam, let me just try this out. I ended up, you know, joining the community as well, the Facebook group, listening to the podcast. And it was just in my heart, something I just constantly kept asking God, like, kind of give me guidance here. Like, I really want to leave the pharmacy. And, you know, I just needed a sign, essentially. Mm. So I'm driving and I put on your podcast and this lady comes on. Her name is Amy. And it was, I actually got the episode numbers, episode 307. 307, Amy. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I think actually you weren't the host that day. It was Ryan who was the host. Okay. And um, she's talking about how she works in the pharmacy and she was a pharmacist for a big retail store. She had two kids and just had her third child. And she was on maternity leave, but built her business so strong that she was able to leave her work and become a full-time, like, you know, do this at home. And I was like, this is way too synchronous. Like, this is literally my story. Like, I was yes. about to have a third child. She had her third child. But her, her story was like what I wanted as my future. That's amazing. And yeah. I remember that. Like, you know, that's 300 plus episodes ago. And plus, we had a different host that day. So I don't yeah. like that doesn't even yeah. ring a bell to me. But yeah. that's phenomenal. So you're praying, God, give me a sign. And a yeah. podcast episode is basically your story and a different person. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was ridiculous. And I was driving almost to tears. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like how how synchronous, you know? And um I took that as a sign and I jumped right in. I went into Jimmy's course. This was, this was August of 2020. So I went into Jimmy's course. I'm like super excited. I don't even finish his course. <laughs> I'm just like, let me just jump in. So I spent a weekend like, you know, doing Kifa. And I really was not the best sourcer in the beginning. It took me a while to get a hang of it. I also signed up for coaching in October of 2020. Okay. And my first coach, so I had in my journey, I've had three coaches. <laughs> Yeah, that's so not my, uncommon. Yeah. I, I mean, all three of them, I cannot tell you how fortunate I am to have had the experience I had with each one of them. Truly amazing people. So my first coach was Stetson Fleming. And he was. Um, I started with him in October. And the thing was, at that same time, my father also got sick. And eventually, um, he passed away in November of 2020. Oh, I'm and, sorry. Wow. Uh, my, my, I lost my dad one month after that. I remember hearing that, your story, and um, it, it was pretty hard on me. Um, I took some time off. I think I, I wasn't really working the business as much, but in December, that was the first time I actually made $1,000. But then, and then February hits and I have my third child. So it was like, my father passed away, my third child comes, and now I'm kind of like getting, you know, moving on with life. I think I started back up sometime in like March, April, and my sales for 20, so we're in 2021 now. My sales for 2021 was more so like a thousand, two thousand. It just wasn't going much more than that per month. Yeah, per month. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like you weren't putting a lot of time necessarily into the business at that point. Still, and yeah, I wasn't putting a lot of time. And let me tell you, I, I the way I the reason I said I have two phases of my business. When I started, I think in my area in my family. You go, you know, you go to college, you get your graduate degree, you work for a big corporate company, you have the security, you have your nine to five, that's a job. So for me, Amazon did not feel like a job. Right. <laughs> it felt, I think I was treating it like a hobby and, no. it, and I just couldn't. I know like, exactly what you mean. Wait, yeah. When I first started getting money into my PayPal account, I have one of the oldest PayPal accounts in existence. <laughs> like I hopped on it right when it came out. So I'm making yeah. these eBay sales. I'm getting money in my PayPal. That felt like pretend monopoly money to me for about five years. Like the real money was my paycheck. Exactly. Yeah. But the play money, like, is this even real money? Is this, it spins <laughs> the same way, but it doesn't feel the same. I know exactly what you're talking about because I, I, I went down that same road as well. If the, you know, get the best grade you can, get the best job you can, get the best career you can. And that's yeah. real money. And everything else you do is, hey, it's just playing around. When are you going to get a real job kind mm -hmm. of vibe from friends and family? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So it, so I think it was, um, Amazon was more so a hobby for me. It wasn't something I was treating seriously. And I can tell you when I would prep, I, I was awful. I had um, my children's playroom and I'd have product I put out, poly bags here. I'd run up and down the stairs, grabbing my 30 up labels. Like it was the most inefficient system. I think it probably took me like three hours to prep like a hundred units. It was so bad that 
I hated prep. And obviously, because I had no organization and that was my business. There was no organization, no systems. So clearly you're not going to go over a thousand dollars a month or $2,000 a month if you're not really putting it in the proper time that it needs. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't really, this didn't really register with me for some reason, because I also, I also homeschool my children. So good for you. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, like in tw- um, when my son was born, I took a year off from work. I didn't completely commit to quitting. I took a year off and I was like, let me just try out Amazon. Let me see how it's like with just a year of me being home. So because I homeschool, I do the house stuff. Like Amazon really was just the thing that I did when when I had the time and I wasn't very efficient with it. So I like even remember I used to source while watching Netflix in the background. And that's horrible. You can't do that. You know, you, or I can't do that. Right. Um, you know, a a movie with a plot, it's hard. Yeah. No, now, I can watch so a sports game in the background. Yeah. Uh, but even that distraction is, you know, it's argued. You can cover a lot more ground with just focus. Absolutely. 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 Like time and time again, if I'm sitting focused on my computer sourcing, I find really good quality leads versus if I have distractions going on in the background. Exactly. So that's what my my world looked like in 2021, you know, with the prep and everything. So Stetson had offered to for me to get a different coach just to have a different perspective. And I was like, I was very appreciative that he offered that to me as well. And um, I mean, he was he himself was a great coach. And I was like, okay, great, let's try out somebody else. So then in comes Abe McMahon, who is amazing. Abe is a is a is a great coach. I mean, I'm so blown away by him because He's so he's so busy himself. And when I would talk to him on Zoom, he would give me his individual attention and time. And he would every time he'd be like, oh, I learned a new sourcing method. Let me show you. Let me show you my new sourcing techniques. And he was so willing to give me like, you know, information. And if we went over time, I would, I would feel like, you know, I don't want to take up too much of his time. And he'd be like, no, no, no. You have any more questions for me? Like, it's okay, it's your time. You know, like we can take, we can um you know, take it slowly, whatever. So uh, overall, I mean, it was great. I, at this point, am connecting with other people in the in the PAC community. And through this, through the PAC community, I met someone who is also a million-dollar seller who then told me, you know, we, we kind of connected and he was like, I could work for him and we could, you know, I would find items, sell it for him, split the profits 50-50. And he was like, here's your credit card. There's no limit. <laughs> this was really cool for me because, you know, obviously I had limitations on how much I could spend in the business. So if I, once I kind of ran up my credit card, then I'd be like, okay, here's another one I could use and I can split the profits 50 50, which is, I mean, so much opportunity there alone, you know? So that's kind of what I started to do. I was working two businesses pretty much. Let me fill in for the listener's sake, Hiba. You're doing a tremendous job. I would love to just. Let you continue, but I want to fill in a couple gaps. Yeah. We may have some new <laughs> listeners today. So I've just made a couple notes. If, if this happens to be the first podcast episode you've ever heard of this show, Hib is dropping some really great information on us, but a couple acronyms and things. So she mentioned Jimmy's course earlier. Well, that's our replens training. Jimmy is Jimmy Smith is the guy on our team that systemized replens several years ago. And it's now part of the proven Amazon course, which in this community, instead of saying proven. Amazon course 50 times a day, we just say pack. So when <laughs> him and I say pack, we're talking about provenamazoncourse.com. You could jump mm-hmm. over there. That's the content that's behind all the success stories, including episode 307 from I don't know how far back. <laughs> We've the proven Amazon course is the oldest Amazon seller training in the industry. I don't know if you knew that, Hibba, but it's been around about 12 years. And it was the first ever Amazon seller training course created. It just gets better all the time, new strategies added in. But Hib is talking specifically about the replens module of the proven Amazon course, which is where we start all of our new students at their own pace. And that's what Hib has been doing for a couple of years and jumped in a lot more seriously. It sounds like recently we'll get to that part of the story soon. But just wanted to fill in the gaps, Hibba. Thank you. You're working with your coach. You switch coaches, you get a new one. And I mentioned that's not that uncommon because quite often we'll have people kind of mature through the stages of business growth. Yeah. And hey, I'm I'm ready to to talk to a coach who can help me with, with this strategy, or I'm ready to start in, investigating bundling or private label bund, you know, building my own brand or some of the other strategies. Or maybe it's working with companies and doing some consulting on Amazon. I want to learn how to get that part of my business going. So we've got coaches for all these arees. It's a blessing to have. You know, a few dozen coaches each doing business 
slightly differently, but they all have a couple things in common. And I'll turn it back to you in a moment here. But the things they have in common, as you've experienced, is they have a teacher's heart. They love teaching. Like Abe just can't turn it off. Like if you've got more questions, I got more time. Can't turn <laughs> off the teacher's heart, right? So we yeah. look for that. And they've built incredibly successful businesses using the <laughs> strategies that we teach around here, the proven Amazon course yeah. strategies. That's what they all have in common. And that's who we recruit for our coaches. It sounds like you had a good experience with number one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, pick up the ball where we left it there and uh, it's back back to you. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, so then I spent the rest of 2021 essentially working whenever I could on my business and then also you know, buying and sourcing for the other seller and splitting profits 50-50. So that kind of became a lot to manage like two separate businesses and homeschool and, you know, mothering and all that, that whole world. But, you know, it was, it was extremely, um, one thing I think I learned from doing selling for the other seller was how I, it made me comfortable spending money. It made me comfortable knowing how to turn over my capital and how to turn over the inventory. So it, it, it kind of got me into a groove. And so that, that was very beneficial for me. So I think I eventually started to get like pretty burnt out though by the end of the year. And I took a break. I was very much like contemplating. I cannot tell you how many times I contemplated just quitting (laughs) completely. And so I decided to just take a break and I took off some time. I think I did dabble with like the other business and kind of, you know, sourcing for him and whatnot. But with my business, I just like cut it completely. And so my sales naturally went down. What were your sales at at that point when you were in full hustle mode, working both businesses? You know, what kind of results were you seeing? Just give us an it idea. Wasn't, you know, it, it didn't go over like 3,000, honestly. It was pretty, they were pretty low. And I think I was feeling pretty disheartened and like not sure how to do it. So I, I just kind of shut it to like refigure out things. And then I think it was around, I don't know, remember when Leah's podcast came out. But it was, um, I think in like, I think it was around, so I come, I came back to my business in April, but I heard Leah's podcast and Leah has this amazing energy. She's talking about the dream vision. Literally when I'm listening, when I'm listening to her, I think I was also driving. I'm always driving when I listen to your podcast. I drive a lot with, with my kids and stuff. So she's explaining, she's saying like, you know, she has a prep center. She works a few hours a day. She goes to brunch with her husband. Like, it's just like dream world, right? And she called it her lazy business, which I thought was a funny way to uh, describe it. And she was fresh and new at that point. And I instantly emailed the coaching community staff, the coaching staff people. And I was like, can I please have Leah? I'd love, I only have a few sessions left, but I'd love to like have a conversation with her because this is exactly what I want the way she was describing, it was just like Amy, like I wanted, you know, that vision, that future. Mm -hmm. So I got Leah, like I knew she would, Leah would get get pretty popular pretty quickly just by the energy she had. Um, So I jumped on it and luckily I got her right away. And she and I have become really good friends since. She's incredible. She's really, really incredible. She's such a, like, like I told you, like each of my other coaches, they have such a giving heart with Leah, I've also like, she's, we've connected really well. She's just so willing to like give you information and help you whenever way she's can, she can. And I'm like, how, what can I give you? Like you've given me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like I'm taking from all these coaches. They're so helpful. So when I started back up in April, I was like, okay, I need to treat this like a real business. So I get my LLC for the first time. I get my LLC. I get my, I set up my business accounts you know, and then I signed up for a prep center in New Hampshire and it was super cheap. It was like a dollar per item or something. And, um, they ended up being a complete, they did not work at all for me. I remember one time I sent them my, they, like some units had come in and they didn't have, um, like an ASIN for one of my products. So they literally went on Amazon, Googled or searched at the product on Amazon, came up with a listing and signed me up for that listing. <laughs> they picked like, the ASIN. Yeah, they that's picked a, the ASIN. Oops. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want that. If you're new to this business, yeah, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that is not a good thing at all. And I was like, how can you How can you just do that? Like they put me up for a dud listing and, and you know, the one I had was much better. Right. So that was a big alarm. So it was just like things like that would happen. And, and sure. I... I as soon as I got in, I also got out. So uh, I got out like within a month or two. But during this time frame, I spent like maybe 10,000 on inventory. 
and it literally all flopped. It was so bad. I picked the worst inventory. I think I got way too overconfident thinking like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know what I'm doing, right? But there's something that Jimmy says in his replens course that I did not pay attention to that sounds so simple. And it's that when you're looking at Keepa, the um, lowest price, you should still be able to be profitable or break even. And here I am looking at, oh, look at those highs, you know, look at those peaks and chasing after these peaks. And this was Leah told me this too. Like she brought that to my attention. She was like, Hiba, you are going after those peaks way too much. Like you got to look at the lows too. Yeah. You know, by the time it gets prepped in, by the time Amazon, you know, gets to it, checked in and whatever, it's it's back to its low co- price, you know? Or yeah, it very well could. The price could have swung back down. If, if the price is yeah. moving up and down, you've got to plan for the worst case scenario if yeah. you're making safe bets. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. Safe bets. <laughs> so I wasn't diving too deep into keep as I should have been with that inventory that I initially purchased. And so I lost a lot of money. So I thought like 10,000 inventory, I'm going to have 20,000 next month. Like this is going to be great. But no, I ended up getting like, I think 6,000, you know, this is, so we're in 2022 now. So for like August and September, I think July, it was around like 6,000 ish. And I probably barely had any decent margin because, you know, I was just losing so much. Yeah. You had some inventory that you had to clear through at a slight loss. And if all your inventory looks that way, it's a good way to turn $10,000 into $8,000 is to buy a bunch of bad inventory. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so that was um that was a lesson I I learned, <laughs> and I'm yeah. I'm much more careful now when I'm when I'm purchasing. Oh, and it was around this time too that the convention, the conference, the, last year's conference, proven conference, yeah, the, the proven conference. So I wasn't planning on going to the conference. In the community, I had made two other friends. There was like a mastermind that was formed, and I joined in. The mastermind eventually fizzled out, but me and two other girls, we just continued to chat on Messenger and we became good friends. And they're like, oh, hey, are you coming to the to Louisville for the con- conference? And I was like, no, I don't think so. You know, it's, it's it's I've never been and it just wasn't really comfortable for me to like, you know, I have kids and it's not easy for me to travel and just, you know. So they, but they were really pushing it and they, everybody talked about how great it was. And I heard your, um, you would talk about it often on the podcast. And so it, it was always in the back of my mind, but I think it was something I didn't necessarily feel like I had to put effort into. And one thing you mentioned quite often is the importance of connections, relationships and whatnot. And if I look back now, like that's all I've had that's allowed me to move to the next step, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a second, but I've got to tell you about a great sponsor who's just joined us. I'm talking about Sellerboard. This is a very popular service used by many Amazon sellers in our community because they understand how important it is, how crucial it is to know your numbers. How do you know how profitable you are? All those fees, the different expenses, the cost of goods sold, how do you track it all? Sellerboard is phenomenal. Starting as low as just $15 a month with a two-month trial on top of that, you really need to check these guys out. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Again, silentgym.com slash numbers. It's time to know your numbers. It's an accurate profit analytics software tool just for Amazon sellers. They've been doing this since 2017. It is a really cool tool doing some things that I'm unaware of anyone else doing. So the pricing starts at $15. Like I said, get your two-month trial at silentgym.com slash numbers. And one thing you mention quite often is the importance of connections, relationships, and whatnot. And if I look back now, like that's all I've had that's allowed me to move to the next step, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Hiba, you are a walking example of a point I made on the podcast episode a couple of days ago, and you've heard me talk about it many times. So for new listeners, uh, this is a story I've shared twice in the past two weeks. I'm about to share it the third time right now that illustrates what you're saying, Hiba. This is important enough for me to take a time out and make the point, okay? Yeah. I was asked on a radio program. This is a, it's broadcast in Denver. It's a large AM station, talk radio, kind of business chat. And they were talking about e-commerce and they wanted an expert. They brought me in. And they said, if you, you've, you've coached nearly 10,000 students, you've seen a lot of people win, you've seen a lot of people lose. If you had to put your thumb on the one biggest factor, and he set it up like with some kind of big trick question, I'd have to think about it for a while. 
and like, you know, kind of bat around five or six different factors and kind of hone in on the one that maybe rose to the top. But no, it wasn't that for me at all. Instantly, as he was asking the question, it's like, if you had to zero in on one factor, I knew what I was going to say. And he asks the question, you know, what is it that separates the people who end up eventually making it big and the people who end up just kind of fading away and not making it in e-commerce? And they were expecting technical answers or commitment or grit or determination or always be learning or you know something profound like that maybe. Yeah. But I said, no, it's relationships. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The people who last prioritize relationships. The people who last in e-commerce, which seems like to this impersonal, I've got my screen, I've got my keyboard, I'm doing my research, I'm making my money. Like the people who are really good and smart and good at those skills, those are the people that make it. Nope. It's the mm-hmm. people who prioritize relationships like you did, Hibba. You're like, you know what? It's kind of inconvenient. I don't see what the big deal is, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go to this event. Yeah. And you haven't even told me what happened yet, but I can kind of tell with a theme of where it's heading. (laughs) Those relationships, those connections, those handful of people and the names that you've mentioned so far, that is your story. And so you take those people out of your life. Where is Hibba right now? She's probably still a pharmacist. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like those people have been the difference. Those they've been the solution to. I'm just not motivated. All right, well, let's have a chat with Leah. That's going to motivate you. Like, ah, oh, I just, I'm confused with Keepa. Well, let's get Abe on the phone and turn an hour session into an hour and a half session and really dive deep on this. And those, so the people, their connections, the relationships, not the, just necessarily the knowledge, but the motivation you get from the relationships, that is the make or break factor that I've seen time and time again. When I see someone just kind of fade away and vanish and we follow up with them later, like, what happened? You, well, I thought you had some potential. They didn't talk to anybody for those last six months. They didn't build any relationships. They didn't pick up the phone, hop on a Zoom, form a mastermind, get a coach. They didn't do any of those things. They just tried to plow through and they burn out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And from the conference, like initially, I did not think for something like e-commerce that you would need to have friends. You know, I thought like, okay, I can just, you know, stick behind my computer and like work away and not have to, but I see now, and this this came out of the conference that all of my friends, and Leah told me, she was like, make sure you get some good Amazon friends. So all of my friends are all much higher sellers than I am. And again, it's like that vision. Like I've contemplated quitting so many times, but how the reason I don't quit is because I also see what my future could be. Because I have friends who who showed literally I can see what they're, you know, doing. So and this literally came out of the conference. When I went to the conference, I actually, so me and my husband, my husband's been an amazing support throughout this whole process. I just had to put that out there, but he's been so amazing. And um, he was all up for going to the conference and I got him a ticket and my baby, well, my baby didn't really need a ticket, but he went wow. to, right. and uh, my other two kids were with my mom. But um, we came to all together and my, my husband was like, you know, walking around with the baby in the stroller. And like, he, I, he tried to come to some of the, you know, sessions, like the intro session the first day. Then I think my baby started to cry and he left and then he didn't really get to attend much. But it was just overall, it was really amazing. I met a lot of people. I met Leah and Jessica and like, Leah introduced me to so many of her friends. And, you know, I met people who now I have a mastermind with. And again, they're all like much higher, doing much better than I am. And I mean, it, it, I just learned so much. We learn a lot from each other. And I, I didn't realize like the second I actually started to implement this connection and relationship thing, <laughs> that's when I actually started to do better. And I'm continuously, constantly working on improving the business. And um, because of the fact that I have friends, it really helps for sure. It really Outstanding. does. Yeah. I've seen that connection over and over. It seems like two fairly <laughs> random factors that are tied together. And if, if it, it, it takes someone kind of pointing it out, and then, you, and then maybe it becomes obvious after you hear it a good number of times, say, what does my friend's circle have to do with my success on e-commerce selling things on the internet? What, what do those two have in common? Yeah. Well, if you can blend those two worlds, it is a powder keg of opportunity. It yeah. just takes off the relationships and the connections. And, you know, you're getting text messages from like, Hey, you want to go in this deal with me? Like I had a chance to do X, Y, and Z. And it's not really an Amazon thing, but what do you think? Let's do this over here. And, and suddenly your business just takes on this multifaceted and it, it just, it brings on this energy. Business yeah. was built for relationships. That's why it exists. You know, I come from that biblical uh, foundation of where that's the whole reason business exists is for those relationships. So if you're intentional about relationships, 
that will benefit your business. You can arguably spend as much time on your relationships as you do on learning new skills. And you're Mm -hmm. going to do great (laughs) because the skills your friends are picking up are going to feed into your business. And the opportunities that they're exposed to are going to become your opportunities. And iron sharpens iron, as the scripture comes yeah. you know, you're, you're rubbing up against other people. And that's the magic of iron is when you get two things, a lot of times when you rub two things together, like they each get dull. Not with iron. Iron sharpens iron. That's a biblical concept that I learned. And like, that's what friends and business are. You're sharpening each other just by brushing mm-hmm. up against each other with the ideas and the, the failures and the, the wins and the tools. And there's a, uh, a factor that kicks in. It's the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? One plus one equals three, synergy. Mm-hmm. You can't do synergy alone. Yeah. It doesn't happen as, as a party of one. Synergy yeah. requires other people. So I love that you've identified that as a factor. It, it's a hot button for me. I'm sure new listeners <laughs> are like, wow, he really gets into that. Those who've been around a while, they know. It's hard to shut me up on that topic because I just see it so often and it's such an ignored factor. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry to take the ball and run no. with it too far there, but... No, no, no. I love, I love listening to you. You have such great like knowledge to... To give, so I love listening to it. <laughs> well, thank you. It makes me feel better about <laughs> dominating the monologue there. This is about your story. Let's keep it going, Hippa. Yeah. So um, then I got back from Louisville. I was continuing to do. I actually, so I I left the uh, prep center. So then I decided, okay, I need to do prep at home, but this time I'm going to do it right. So I invested in the right equipment. I set up the right systems. Got the tape, like the proper, you know, equipment and everything. And oh my gosh world of a difference. I actually started to enjoy prep. I thought it was actually pretty cool. I just, you know, with so much going on, my kids would also help with the prep too. And they like, they ask me now because I have a prep center and they're like, mama, how come we don't do your prep work anymore? I'm like, well, somebody else does that. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but, um, but um, yeah, so at that time, like um, I actually started to enjoy prep, but the problem was that like, I just have so much going on, you know, between like the kids things and, and home things and whatnot. But I couldn't keep up with like keeping it every week. I couldn't keep up with the weekly shipments. I was doing the best I could, but it would get exhausting because I was sourcing and, and, you know, doing all that, that I just felt like I was still putting in a lot of time. So, but I, I, that's how I maintained the rest of 2022. I was um, essentially doing my own prep, doing all the sourcing and it was a much better uh, system. So I grew a little bit more. So in November, I got to like 10.8. And in December, I got to like 18.37. I actually looked it up. 18.37. I had about an 18% margin in December. So through because I was building these amazing connections, and this is like this was the coolest part of my story, I feel like. So because I was building such great connections in PAC, a few of us got together and decided to have a sourcing party. And so we met like somewhere in the country. <laughs> I, I actually left my kids and my family for the week and we just got together. It was me, two other girls, actually three other girls. Two of them are like million dollar plus sellers. And then one of the others is newer, but she's doing really great right now too. So we all met and like hung out and we would just source together. And we had a shared like Excel sheet. We would, anything we found, we put it on there. You know, we put the quantities, how much we were going to purchase. And we just had a ball. I mean, I spent so much money that week. I had a great time. <laughs> and I, I it just like, it just put into perspective, like how does a million dollar seller, somebody who's making like a hundred K plus each month, how are they working? How focused are they? You know, like I, it just, it, it completely was a whole mind shift set for me. Now, were you guys actually in person to like get an Airbnb or something? Or did, was this a Zoom? Um, we were at one of the girls' house. Yeah. Okay, went to okay, went to their house and hung out. Yeah. I love that. Like an in-person mastermind with a specific intent of let's source product together. Yeah, because I was talking to like my friend and I was just like, you know, I'm I want to grow more. And then she was like, come, come over to my house and invite some other people. And um and I was like, sure, I'll come over and I'll I'll source with you guys and I'll see. And so we learned so much from each other you know, the different ways of sourcing and the different techniques and whatnot. So that was a really cool. So because I was getting all these, I knew I wanted to switch over from prepping my own products to getting a prep center. Mm -hmm. Um, I had talked to Leah and she mentioned Kyle and she mentioned that he had started the um, proven prep center. And Kyle was somebody I knew in the background because I met him at the conference. And so instantly I knew like, you know, that I could trust Kyle because I had met him with Leah and other people and stuff. So I knew I could trust him. 
and we talked a little bit and then I was, I just signed up, sent all my units to him and he's been doing a great, great job. His That's prep center. great. So 2023 so far has been all prep center. Yes. 2023 yeah. has been prep center. So January was kind of, um, I had a bit of a lag time since I was switching over from home to prep. I had some things when I got back from my trip, I had some things that I had to just, you know, prep on my own at home, send it in and that was it. And then January, I switched over and um, I think I was around like 12,000-ish in January because of the lag time. And then I remember talking to Kyle over the phone one day and he's like, you know, Hiba, like why... We were talking about a prep center issue that I, or question I had, but he was like, you know, why don't you have a VA? And then I was like... And he literally asked me the question that I had just had in the back of my mind. Like, I wanted to get a VA. I'm just thinking, do I need to bring on those expenses now? You know, it's just, I felt so early in the journey because I was just hitting like 10,000, you know, just in the past month or two. And he was like, so we kind of talked about it. And he actually talked me into getting a VA with the proven VA program. So I can tell you that, sorry, I'm just, I have notes here. (laughs) I can tell you that that was by far, so getting the, like that was by far the best decision, like the best decision was getting the VA. I mean, she has been, so it took like, I think one week of like us just kind of going back and forth. She'd source, I'd put comments, I'd help her out. Literally one week later, she was like flying and she, I mean, it was night and day difference. And then I, um, I actually sent her the um, OA Simplified videos to work, to watch and those videos, Leah and Jessica go over, you know, TA and like online sourcing and whatnot. And she, she on the weekends when she's not being paid would be watching these training videos. And during the week, she'd just be killing it, you know, you know, using TA and whatnot. I initially started her off as part-time or she's still part-time actually. So, you know, she's just working four hours a day, but I'm pretty sure she's giving more than that. She's producing a lot more leads. And I kind of started to feel like I'm taking advantage of her because I, I told her, I was like, you're only working part-time. You don't need to give me this many leads. And she's like, um, no, no, I, no, ma'am. I love to, like, I love my work and I want, you know, I, I'm enjoying this. And so I said, okay, fine. If you're going to give me more leads, I'm going to pay you for Like, I expect 20 to 25 a week, but if you're going to give me more, I'll pay you a dollar per lead after that. So I'm not taking advantage of you. <laughs> and I think my vision for her is that I'm going to put her on as full-time and I'm going to have her start buying. And, and that will really help me. Well, let me fill in a couple of gaps again for the listeners' sake. Yeah. Maybe if this is their first episode and we're dropping some acronyms and things they may not be familiar with. It's kind of my job to help them stay up to speed. So mm-hmm. you mentioned getting a VA and this you know, is the Philippines. We're talking about predominantly yes. in our community, the Philippines. And we've got a program, although we're revamping it a little bit right now, but the concept is find a, a Filipino VA someone that you pay four or five dollars an hour, which spends like eight times that amount. It's actually mm-hmm. four times their minimum wage, which is incredible. Imagine hiring someone in the United States four times minimum wage. They're going to be pretty excited to go to work and learn what you want to show them. Well, that's an opportunity for you to leverage some of your business capital into incredible uh, leads just for your business. So you've got mm-hmm. a VA that working just for you, finding great inventory just for you, working hard, $4 an hour, that can boost your business very quickly. You talked yeah. about the OAS program online, or sorry, OAS, uh, OA Simplified. Sorry. I had a brain, fly. it's my own program, but there's so many acronyms. <laughs> yeah. OA stands for online arbitrage. OASimplified.com is the website. Now that course in full, it's taught by Leah and Jessica, one of which was your coach for a while, yeah. talks about how to use online sourcing strategies. That full module is inside the Proven Amazon course. So don't go buy it separate. It's in the Proven Amazon course. But you've got your VA actually working on content from your course to sharpen her skills and mm-hmm. get better at finding inventory just for you. So that's what what we're talking about there. With And then TA you mentioned was a technical arbitrage. There's a link in the show notes to that as well. I'm not going to go into what that is, but it's another tool for online sourcers. People using OA, a lot of them like TA. Some people don't like it at all. Some people love it. Yeah. Kind of like, what's your taste? And it's not simple to learn necessarily, but that OAS course, the Online Arbitrage Simplified, OA Simplified, that course goes into how to use TA quite a bit. So it has been fairly popular in the community. So that's what you're doing now. After having a great December, here we are, uh, as we're recording this, we're in March of 2023, just a few months after your best month ever. 
And it was a long story to get there. But it <laughs> sounds to me like you have a lot of momentum and a lot of uh, enthusiasm about your business at this point. So, you know, how how is it going? How have these past, you know, since you've got the VA, I mean, it hasn't been that long yet. You've yeah. got the prep center, it hasn't been that long yet. But how are we doing? How's it working? I mean, so far it's going pretty good. So in February I hit like, I was just a couple hundred shy of 20K. My margin is still something I'm working, actively working on for people. Uh, improving. So I was around 12%-ish margin. You know, naturally, I think with the with the prep center, the VA, it is not even that expensive, but I just have a lot of expenses. So I kind of need to work through that myself. And then March was starting off great. And then I feel like the past few days, I've been a little bit slow, but currently I'm around like 14 or 15. I have to double check my numbers. So I was hoping to kind of get a little bit higher, but actually since I found out that I was expecting, I... Like I've been sick. The kids have been getting sick. My purchasing has like dipped a bit. And so that's why my vision to get the VA to start purchasing so that I am not so reliant on myself, especially with number four coming, you know, in the fall, I want to make sure that I have a system set up that if I, you know, kind of fall off a bit that I can still have a system where, you know, someone is still buying for me and it's not just completely reliant on me. So that's, that's the, the, the goal for the the near future. Gotcha. Yeah, we still got a little bit of time left in March, but it sounds to me like you're around a fifteen to twenty thousand a month right now, working on yeah. your margins. You know, I'd, I'd like to see sellers stay around twenty percent, if you know, yeah. possible. That's kind of running it fairly lean, even once you get it automated and you've got all the tools in place. It, that that's doable. That just means you're pickier about which ASINs you're investing in. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, great job. I mean, you, you're on a tremendous trajectory for a for busy mom homeschooling with a lot going on. You've been able to carve out a business doing it all yourself until very recently. And you've yeah. uh, done a beautiful job of it. Congratulations. Thank you. There was one other thing I was going to mention. And through Leah, um, she connected me with some other like coaching students from her friends and whatnot. We ended up making a group of like maybe five or six people. Yeah. And that group, we pretty much share leads with each other. So we like share, you know, whatever we find is just us and we all trust each other. But that has been really helpful because I I feel like I barely source nowadays. So my time has gone down a lot. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm only doing like 30, 40 minutes every evening after the kids go to sleep. And then maybe like I'll spend more time on a Friday or a Saturday and try to get the bulk of my purchasing in. So yeah, so that's that's a good question. Like how much time are you spending per week right now? I guess it it doesn't sound like much because you've got the prep center now, got the VA. The VA is going to be doing the purchasing, the sourcing and the purchasing. So like, what does your average week look like right now? (laughs) Compared to what I used to be like. So yeah, so I do about like 30, 40 minutes or probably like an hour each evening after the kids go to sleep. And then I'll do like five or six hours on a Friday. And mm-hmm. potentially for Saturday. So it's, it's really not that much. I'm actually telling you more hours, I think, than I actually do. <laughs> I think I think I've kind of, I'm beginning to move towards like my vision I had with Leah, like how, you know, she she just worked a few hours a day. So I'm I'm kind of in that direction. Yeah, um, but there's so, many sellers even, in our community. You know, they, they've built a business to the point where they're just kind of monitoring their numbers. Yeah. Because I, you know, when I'm educating folks on kind of the, the trajectory that we've noticed over the time, people who fully automate their business, you're constantly asking yourself, am I the only person that could be doing what I'm doing right now? Assuming I've built a profitable system, I could plug people in, take a little bit of my margins, a little bit of my profit and pay someone else to do this. So what you're left with is a growing pie where you've got a smaller piece of the margin than maybe you would if you did it all yourself, but the pie is mm-hmm. growing. So I'll take... of a big pie instead of 25% of a smaller pie, you start to think along those lines and suddenly you've outsourced and automated and built systems to where you're working very little. And you can, can, as you're illustrating now, you can do that fairly early on. You don't have to be a six-figure a month seller to start thinking that way. Yeah, You're doing this as a $15,000 to $20,000 a month seller, spending Mm -hmm. a little bit of time every day. You know, sounds like seven to 10 hours a week maybe. And that's your business and it's still scaling, still growing. You're still learning. You're still very actively involved, but you've brought some other people in to help with the moving parts. So you've taken a lot of those hours off if you're out of your life. I love yeah. the way this business is so flexible. You could be the 30 to 40 hour plugging away, hitting it hard if you if you were in a season of life where that's possible, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Are you pregnant, fourth child, homeschooling? You got other things happening. 
Yeah. It's not like you're the only income for the family either. Your husband's employed, right? So you can mm-hmm. take your time, pace yourself. But again, you've built an incredible business as a as a busy mom homeschooling. I know my wife homeschooled. That's a full-time job. She homeschooled our, you know, it was just one and then it was five. And that was her full-time gig. I don't know where she would have fit a business in there. Like that's a lot of work squeezing that in. So you've accomplished a lot with the time that you have. So con- again, congratulations, Hiba. You've got a great story. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, as I was like preparing for this, I was looking back at my story. I'm like, wow, I think I really did accomplish. Like when you're in the moment and you're looking like, why is my numbers not the way, like I used to hear your, you know, the stories where people would just like ramp up so fast. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to be that. And it's just not, that's just not my story. It's just not me right now. It wasn't um, the season of life you were in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's exactly what it is. I mean, I, I cannot dedicate the kind of time, you know, when I, when I was doing my sourcing party with my friends, I mean, they really do have eight hours a day to just spend sourcing and purchasing on top of whatever their VAs give them. I, at this current moment, I cannot do that. So, so it's, it's built to what I can do and I'm still actively growing, like working on growing it. So my goal is to get to 50,000 at least this year. By the end of the year, I think I can do it in the month and um, improve my margins for sure. And then, you know, we'll see, hopefully from there, I'll see how, how much I can grow it. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's very doable with the trajectory you're on, freeing up some of your time. I mean, you're getting ready to have a, a, a baby and, you know, so who knows what life will throw at you, how much time you'll have for this. And if, you're, if your health and your schedule allow for those kinds of things, you know, that's all a bit up in the air right now. But that's the flexibility of this business. You work on it when you feel good. When you need a day or two or three and you just can't do it, that's okay. You chip away with the time that you're given. And uh, I like thinking of life as having seasons that kind of lets you off the hook a little bit for those times when, you know, in homeschooling, maybe, I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase or not, but I know when we would add a new kid to the family, the first few months, the baby is the lesson, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to make mommy's life as easy as possible because you know, the reality of bringing a new baby into the house means mommy's kind of distracted with some other very important things. So who's going to step up and mommy normally does this? Who's going to do that? You know, the baby is the lesson. Whoever happens to be sick in the house, the lesson is, hey, we're going to take care of them. We're going to absorb their responsibilities. We're going to take on... There's great lessons in the family dynamic, integrating in entrepreneurship. Part of me, when you first said uh, your kids were asking, hey, mommy, why aren't we prepping things anymore? I'm like, hey, you need to bring some of that back just to keep them plugged in. Like, that's yeah. part of the lesson is we're running this business. So some, whatever the fun thing was they used to prep, yeah, I send a lot of it to the prep center, but keep those items and let them be responsible for that. Because I've seen in our house, those little lessons of time spent working on the business with mommy, for mommy, for the family, that instills an entrepreneurial spirit that there's no textbook or classroom setting that's going to duplicate that. Yeah. Uh, so we've I've seen it. Like I could give you examples, I won't, but all of our kids, have benefited from having business in the house and watching us do it and how we serve others. So great job again. Love your story. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jim. I appreciate it. I really hope to see you in July as well. I know we're kind of up in the air with a new baby on the way, but if that works out, it sure should be great to see you at the next conference, The Proven yeah. Conference. For those who don't know, theprovenconference.com. Come see a lot of Hibba's friends and maybe Hibba too. That's the plan, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, anything else that you'd like to go over? Any questions for me or maybe tips for the listeners? Say something we didn't cover as we start to wrap this one up. Yeah, I did have a few tips. And actually, you already said it. The first one, I was go to the convention. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'll be able to make it this year, but the connections you make from there are priceless. They will last you for... I still talk to a lot of the people that I met at the convention and they're they're really great friends now of mine. You know, one thing was along the way, I did contemplate like quitting many times and I had to keep coming back to why am I doing this? I think if somebody is out there and they're, they're contemplating quitting and I've seen like, you know, some of my own friends leave the business and I'm always like, why, you know, you're doing so great. And one is like, you really have to have a vision of what you're, what you want for your future. But then also like, what is your why? For me, it's it's the kids, it's my family. You know, when my father passed away, he had asked me once, he was like, oh, how's your business doing, Hiba? And this was the last doctor appointment I took him to. I remember dropping him off from the outside because of COVID. I couldn't go in with him. 
And um, we were sitting in the car and he asked me like, how's your business going? And he knew how motivated I was to get my loans paid off and how much I was working really hard. And I didn't have a good answer for him. I couldn't tell him, oh, we're doing great. I just kind of was like, ah, it's going. And he was just smiled at me, right? And that moment has just like stuck in my head for so long that I feel like I'm doing this for my father. He's not here anymore, but I feel like I can't quit because then I... I'm like, it's like, I don't know if I'm letting him down or what, but I just can't quit. Like I have to, sh- Gosh, I have to be successful. You know, I've got something, I've got similar thoughts, you know, I'm not going to dive into it. This isn't yeah. about my story right now, but just the the way that a really good loving parent can silently encourage you, Yeah. you know, that smile meant like, that's fine, but I know you can do better, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm challenged by that, right? The, just hearing you say that, like I'd, I'd have never met the guy in my life, but his response when he asked how your business was, he just smiled at you. Regardless of your answer, he was going to smile. But you wanted to be able to tell him, Dad, I'm yeah, killing it. It's beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> I want that. I want that moment. Yeah, I, I totally hear you on that. I, I love yeah. that, that, you know, finding that that why. I think it always comes back to who are you serving? You know, if you've got a spouse, man, that's who we serve. If you've got kids, that's your next responsibility. You serve them with excellence. You give them your all. And then it ripples out from there, your business, your customers. And so the why always comes back to like, who are those people that I'm really trying to, I'm here for them. Mm-hmm. And identifying that, something special about having a supportive parent for sure. That's really cool. Absolutely. That's kind of a challenging thought. Just that expression that he had in that moment encourages you. Yeah. In you. you know, sometimes you don't have to say anything mm-hmm. to be able to like, you know, give the person encouragement or whatever it is that they need in that moment. That's a great but, Thank you for yeah. sharing that with us. No problem. No problem. I guess the other the other last few tips, make sure that when you're looking at a keep a graph, you know, make sure that you can at least break even <laughs> at the yes. lowest price. Like you meant, what's the, the worst case scenario? Yeah. Take safe bets. <laughs> Play safe bets. Right. Yeah. Break even as your worst case scenario. It's such a simple lesson. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. And then lastly, just and I kind of hinted at this with the convention, just surrounding yourself around people who are doing better than you, who are where you want to be and and especially from what I found, I have not found a mean person in the PAC community yet. Like I, they've all been incredibly helpful to the point where I'm like, how can I help? You know, because I it just mm-hmm. people are just so willing to give. So yeah, that's that's um it's been I, incredible. I love it, Hiba. That's great. And on that final point, you know, I think we mm-hmm. scare off people who have a scarcity mindset. They tend to drift mm-hmm. away and lose interest and feel like we're all just pretending to be as excited as we really are, and it frustrates and annoys them. So they leave. People with a scarcity mindset who think that success is something that's only available in small quantities to a few people and everybody else got it and I guess I didn't get any. That type of mentality is so toxic that when you encounter a group of people who have the opposite, the abundance mindset, like, hey, we can all have as much success as we want. Let's form a group and share share leads with each other. Let's all find ASINs as a group and we can all sell against them. Mm -hmm. This is great, right? When you meet people like that, it repels the toxicity of the scarcity mindset, which means you're left with mm-hmm. a bunch of people with an abundance mindset because we're so yeah. of people who don't have that. <laughs> so you really can go up to just about anybody. Like the way I opened the conference, I don't know if you remember this last year, uh, at the Proven Conference, I said, I'm going to give you guys a two-word question. And it's going to be a delight to ask and answer this question the entire event. I encourage you to use it. How's business? Kind of like your dad asks you and you just, you know, you just <laughs> smiled with your response. But we really want to hear the answer to that question here. We want to answer it ourselves here. Not everyone cares. You know, your parents, and that's about it. Besides the people in this room care about how your business is doing. So while you're here, ask and answer that question a lot and you'll benefit from it. Uh, so yeah, that's the, that's the power of having a community of people that have an abundance mindset. They care how your business is doing. They want you to succeed. You're not a competitor. You're a fellow business building warrior, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw a quote here. I started, I'm going to start using it more. I posted it in the group a few days ago, but it, I, I don't call you guys warriors because we're fighting an enemy out there. It's more for what we're protecting that's behind us <laughs> that we're warriors, right? Like, why are we doing this? Why are we working so hard? Oh, yeah. There's people in the picture on the frame in my living room. That's <laughs> the people behind me. Yeah. That's why I'm fighting. It's not yeah. an enemy that I'm trying to, to conquer. It's a provision I'm trying to make for the people that I love and this community that I want to do it with. Excellent episode today. Thank you, Vivian. <laughs>
Thank you so much, Jim. I appreciate you having me here. Thank you. It was a pleasure hanging out with you, my friend. You (laughs) did a great job. And and I think you need to be creating content. You're a natural, gifted presenter, and you tell your story very well, very naturally. You're obviously comfortable in front of, you know, I mean, if you can stand in front of angry customers in line at a pharmacy (laughs) and deal with them for eight hours straight without a break, you need to be creating content and sharing with the world your journey in some fashion. I think you'd do brilliant. I'd love to have you as an affiliate telling people about our content uh, because again, you're a natural presenter. I just, uh, you, your skills are obvious from my vantage point, but thank, <laughs> thank you, you again. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.